0: Coming up on Art Palace.
1: I think the piece is one of the most accessible works of art I've seen in a long time.
0: Welcome to Art Palace, produced by Cincinnati Art Museum. This is your host, Russell Eyrig. Here at the Art Palace, we meet cool people and then talk to them about art. Today's cool person is artist Brittany Bicknaver. probably so I was thinking about this you were probably actually the first podcast host I I actually knew in a yeah. way because you were yeah. hosting a Stuttercast. cast yeah or, or, right?
1: it was a podcast called stutter talk
0: stutter talk okay. yeah
1: it was during the time of um so I was a covert stutterer growing up and it's
0: so fascinating I remember when you told me this and I was just yes. like what like yeah. I did not understand first of all I remember when you, you said like I'm a stutterer and I was like no you're yeah. not
1: well because I could hide it really well that's so crazy yeah and I actually just finished up around a round of speech therapy two weeks ago
0: so you're still like yeah so what is this is so fast. I love this. Like I, and that's why, I, like, I remember when you telling me, like, oh, I'm hosting this podcast, and like, I'm a guest host, and like, you'd been on it, and I would like listen to it, and I was just like so intrigued by it because it was like this whole world that I knew nothing about, yeah. And and the whole like, I don't know. It was just a very empowering. I I don't know. I thought it was really empowering. Thank you. I story really appreciate to me. that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and I think, um, I think you know, I had. Uh, just recently in the past couple of years a lot of uh problem well a lot of like almost inner questions about my identity as some um, you know as as a human who speaks you know am i a stutter am i fluent you know what i mean and 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 just like straddling like both of those worlds and we had like couple therapy sessions with my speech like pathologist because it felt so weird like I can be like, I, I'm obviously really fluent right now and I can be really fluent for months and then somebody will switch and I will, yeah. and I'll be really dis disfluent, yeah, wow. for a couple months. So um, yeah, so my, uh, yeah, stuttering is, um, it's a cyclical thing, hmm. you know? And uh, yeah, it was something that when I was little, when you stuttered and you see people's re- re- reactions or the way that children, you know, or, or the way that your peers kind of re- re- react to, and you get the signal, oh, this is something that I shouldn't do. Yeah, You know what I mean? And so, and, and not necessarily like anybody told me, like, don't do that. You know, it's, it's, it's just those, those, those cues that um, people give you about something about you. You know what I mean? God. And then you, and then you're like, well, this is something I need to not share you know, yeah. so um, I developed tools of, um, I became a covert stutter. And there's people out there whose own spouses don't even know that they stutter because they're able to hide it so well. So I would use like word substitution I, I, if, I, if I felt a stutter coming on and I probably did this with you in my early twenties, if I felt like I was going to set her on a certain word, I would change the word,
0: you know, which ones are like trig trigger it. For or, sure. Yeah. Yes. That's so cool. Yes. I mean, it's crazy. It's insane. It's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like I, I had never. And and then I think like at the moment when you were, when I was listening to this, like I did not understand my sexuality very well. Yeah. And I think it like, I don't like I'm a person who I feel like I have no coming out story because I have like a million. And I actually I think about listening to that as like actually like a really important part of like me recognizing like as you're sitting there saying this stuff about like you recognize when you get these sort of negative feedback from others. Yeah. And that changes how you behave. Yeah. And it's like that is like the queer experience for a lot of people is basically you do something And you're sort of chastised for it and in ways that people maybe don't even realize they're doing it. Like Mm -hmm. in like these really small ways that are not, you know, for me personally, I don't think I had a ton of people who were like really policing my behavior in a way that was um, super overt or any way, but it was just like very subtle.
1: For sure. Yeah. And
0: that changes like how you you know, what you want to put out there yeah. in the world. And and so it's just like, it really resonated with me when you were talking about that. I was like, oh my God, this is, I like totally understand <laughs> yeah. this. And then even like the thing when, you know, I remember you telling me like, oh yeah, I'll like make myself stutter. Like, yeah,
1: that, that was a way for me to, um, because even I, you know, my mom always told me you're going to grow out of it. You're going to grow out of it. So even when I was in college, I had this idea in my head that I was going to grow out of it. You yeah. know what I mean? And I had this moment where I was work. I was at work, and I was twenty six, and I was like, "Holy! You know, like <laughs> I, I don't know if I can."
0: <laughs> I I do I do keep it like for for all audiences. Okay. So I appreciate
1: this. I was like, yes. "Holy cow! <laughs> I am a grown up, and right. I still do this." And I had that realization that that it wasn't going to go away you know what I mean so I was like I have to figure out a way to live with this you know because I didn't want to hide it anymore because it was tiring it's so tiring
0: oh my gosh I mean and that's just like again like it's like totally a coming out story in uh this weird way because that is like what everyone describes is like the burden of Uh, the secret and the burden of like like I I remember telling somebody here one time I was like you know what like the best part about coming out is like you can just like listen to whatever music you want to (laughs) Like, because, I love that. because I feel like there would definitely be things like it, that was like, one and it's really strange because I've always been like sort of like a weirdly flamboyant person in certain uh-huh. aspects. But then like, I, I feel like there would be certain things where I was like, I like this, but I don't want to admit that I like this because <laughs> I think it's like way too gay. Like this <laughs> song is like too gay for me to yeah. like. And that is like a crazy thing, but I, I really do think about it all the time when I'm just like listening to whatever I want. I'm like, because it would also be that kind of like internal struggle too. like, I don't think I would have like a lot of like secret things I listen to. Yeah. Like, it would just be like, I would remove that from the options. I was <laughs> like, well, I can't listen to that. It's like too gay. So, yeah. but anyway, I don't even yeah. remember. Where I, I just stole the point, but it just,
1: well, I, I think it's, and I don't know if you experienced this, but, um, So I started teaching at the Art Academy last fall Mm -hmm. and it was weird to go back there not being a, cause I was a covert stutter going mm. at the art academy, a student. And now I was going back to the art academy, not a covert kind of like an, you know what I mean? So it was kind of weird. Right. And I was, and, and it caused me, you know, some, some anxiety to kind of have this, this new, uh, identity, even though nobody cares and nobody's thinking about I it. Mean, you know.
0: But I think that's exactly the same thing with like sexuality, because yeah, in general, especially when sure. you're, you're talking about a place that's like so progressive and liberal, like yeah. like obviously like nobody cares. Yeah, like, it's all in your own head. Yeah, like, nobody actually cares. I,
1: you know, I was just worry about having a huge block and starting at a word and somebody looking at me, being like, "What happened to you? <laughs> <I> know? <laughs> <laughs> did you? Yeah? <laughs> were you in an accident or something? <laughs> <laughs> is yeah. it like?
0: I mean, is that were were the pressures of teaching? Did that in like public speaking make it? like harder for you or is it I just think kind for of- sure
1: and I think you know the idea of going back to a place where I had a different identity hmm. that is the one that I have now even though it's like you know it's not me you know it's just even though it's like a small part of me you know yeah the, you know obviously like the way that I speak or the way that anybody speaks is a very small part yeah of who they are um <laughs> still I'm still having some anxiety about it. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then that probably does that make it worse? Like, does yeah, the anxiety? Of, of or... course
1: it does. And yeah. and when um, when a person decides to not be covert anymore, to not be a covert stutterer, their stuttering increases. Oh, really? Yes, because it's almost like yeah, because you're you're trying to sur sur suppress something yeah. for so long that, that you get skilled at it. You know what I mean? And then once you do, once you do, once you make the, de- the decision to not do that anymore, it, it kind of has, has the freedom to, to be what it is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: it's just impossible for me to not like make these parallels constantly with like sexuality when you talk about it. I was, I was making
1: the same parallels in my speech therapy that I just finished. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like those same parallels.
0: Like it just, it, the experience of it, like, and and as you talk about it, you're just like, Oh my God, it like resonates so, so strongly with me in that way. And even like the idea of, I think like presenting in that sort of like, covert and not covert and the language of that and like even the way that homophobia kind of creeps in in that like I have to consciously not um, be sort of judgmental towards somebody who is like super flamboyant or Mm -hmm. like there's this idea of like when you've built in like hiding so long into your life that you start to be like what how how dare they not hide It's like that's almost the idea I think uh, on some level and you'll see that kind of judge, judgment come through in a lot of like gay men especially I think about what they perceive as like overly effeminate behavior mm-hmm. um but it's always like I feel like it's always more about them than it is the other person. You know, it's more about oh, like sure. you're just deeply uncomfortable yeah, with course. like that totally. side of yourself. Yeah. And you, you spent so long trying to hide that. And it's like that how much of it you can let out and like it just becomes really fraught.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it <definitely> does. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just in relationship to you doing, you know. Podcast back in the day. That mm-hmm. was like how long ago was that? Probably. So that would
1: have been let's see, 2012. I think I did that for. Yeah, I was really active. I went to uh, the National Stuttering Conference. Okay. Hosted that podcast. I was like. I was like leader of the Cincinnati yeah. Of the, um,
0: yeah, I remember this. Of the
1: Cincinnati chapter of the National Stuttering Association. So I was really active.
0: Yeah. But in it, that world, yeah. I couldn't help but make like a connection. I don't know if there is one with like you're working now with like audio based <laughs> well, stuff. Like I just I don't know if they're in yes. any way are connected, and but there, in my mind they seem to and be there
1: is it. kind of like um of course, totally. And um There was a piece that I did for the Contemporary Arts Center, um, which is an audio tour, um, and I use my voice on every track. And I had to make a conscious decision, you know, um, who am I playing here? And do I include my stutter or do I not? And I ultimately chose not to include it. So I edited out a lot of stuttering, which made like a really humorous editing process. You know what I mean? So yeah, but that you know, I think it, it ultimately plays a role, and it ultimately doesn't. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think yeah. Well,
0: I think I, I wondered about that when I was listening to it. If you had edited it out, yeah, and it did. I And I was thinking about it because I, you know, again, you're. I know you can um, you can control it very masterfully. So it's like I wasn't really sure, and but I also also realized like you probably thought like well this is not what this is about also yeah. like, and, and, and yeah. even in a way your own identity is not really what that piece is about in, mm-hmm. in a certain way. So yeah,
1: it didn't need to be me who was, um, relaying the information. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it didn't need to be Brittany.
0: I mean, it almost doesn't sound like you. No,
1: I, you know, um, and that is almost, it's, it is, I definitely, uh, changed my voice for, um, you know, I'm kind of playing like a heightened version, uh, you know, I'm, I'm playing, um, a hostess.
0: Yes. You know what I mean? So,
1: so I take, so I try to have a very comforting, soft voice, you know, something that, that is welcoming you in.
0: Yeah. 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 I was going to say like, you're, you said something about like, who am I playing? Yeah. And, and I felt like you were taking on kind of a role in in that way. It's like, I was like, this doesn't sound like <laughs> it's it's just not your natural speech patterns. At least, like, no, it's no. much more like you're saying like you're following that that role of a host and and taking yeah. you along and yeah. that whole, sort of like very very w- warm vibe. Yeah, to and
1: it. Yeah. you know, and I have to be trusted too because I'm telling you things, right? So I have to take you know, um, yeah, this this role of a non-threatening welcoming, fully trusted Yeah kind of person, you know, almost like a stewardess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, I really I really loved my favorite part of it probably is um the the corner of the unmuseum. Uh when you look mm. at the, the river. Yeah. I was just like I kind of got like, I was like the most emotional part for me <laughs> of just like, and, and the sound editing is really great on that point too. Like the glacier part of mm-hmm. it. Like when you sort of yeah. talk about the history of the river, starting as you know, with a glacier and you feel the like the, just these sounds, which are of course crazy. Cause like a glacier doesn't probably make much of a sound, you know, yeah. like so to be able to like convey like weight and yeah. massive, you know, for like sure. so it's like this sound that's trying to communicate, um, these abstract ideas, um, and you know, it, it, it's just one of the many times where it sort of goes outside of the building itself and looking at this much bigger picture in an yeah. audio tour, which was just really, yeah. really great. So,
1: thanks. That was one of the. Um, it wasn't a part of the or- original tour. Yeah. So um, when the cease when the Contemporary Art Center decided to bring it back on, on a more permanent basis, they asked me to create how many more tracks? I made four more oh, okay. tracks for it. Okay. Yeah. And that, that, was one of the ones I added. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That one. And, and also like kind of next to it or sort of, I think it might be the next one is the, the water fountain. Yeah. That one too. Of yeah. Just like the idea of like the height of the building and the oceans that yeah. were once covered this area. And just like, while you're taking a sip of water from this sort of like rinky dinky, like. <laughs> you know hallway water fountain you know it's sort of
1: and there's no windows no you know what I mean no. so you don't have any <laughs> connection to the outside world
0: but it was really funny too because I, I I think it did affect how I experienced the building in other ways you know like it, it it created a framework that I was viewing the building in a different way I remember kind of noticing like I was like, there used to be more of this, like, Andrea Zittel stuff up here. Yeah. You could see on the floor, like, where the old markings were of that, like, continuation. Like, they kept some of the Andrea Zittel, like, workspace. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, there's just, like, these very normal tables and chairs there (laughs) now. And you just, like, that tells such a narrative of, like... A part of, like, the idealism of, like, we're going to have this artist-created space. Mm-hmm. And then, like, at a, a certain point, you're just like, look, we just need some tables and chairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, this is great, Andrea. Yes. Like, it's very, very cool. <laughs> it's a very cool idea. I get it. But, like... yeah. Boy, some tables and chairs would be nice. Yeah, right. There's
1: there's another part of the building that I highlight that on the fourth floor, kind of um, close to what is now known as as a contemplation room. Yes, or no, it's on the fifth floor. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There is um, a very thoughtful corner that um, that Zaha Hadid, which is the architect of, of the Contemporary Art Center, um, made a corner that is you know subtly not 90 de- degrees, mm-hmm. um, but um, uh, you know the 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 museum needed to make that space you know kind of like 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 a useful resting area right. you know so there, there there's a TV there there's a couple of of, of books there that um that I think that they change out according to what the exhibition is and they have a bench there. And the bench is set in this corner, you know, it's, 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 it's a normal bench, you know, at, um, at 90 de- degrees, but it awkwardly fits in right. this like space. And it just, it, and it kind of like highlights that, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. You say something, yeah. Just like th- this build, like it, it will not be like reckoned with. As yeah, as, like, for sure. It's just totally. Like, yeah. It's just like, I don't care. Like I'm not, like, yeah. try, try to put your furniture in me. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I dare you. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's what's so weird about that building, and is just that it is like, from its start, like the day it opened, it was immediately like, it is always something that must be reckoned with, mm-hmm. right? Like it is just a- always even, something that must yeah, be reckoned Yeah.
1: And with. even reckoning with on a super human physical level, I tripped down the stairs to the basement. And at the first thing I said I was like, zah. Right. They're <laughs> like, so
0: like awkwardly spaced. the like, the sure. sta- I mean, I really, the minute you walk up the stairs, you're like, these are weirdly <laughs> odd. <hot."> like <laughs> yeah. the height is like too low between steps and it just feels yes. so strange. <laughs> Yeah, it's like everything. It's like I I know I remember like the the, the show that I remember but it was like maybe the second show in that space was mm. like the um Poly Applebaum show, mm-hmm. and that like it yeah. was so gorgeous in that space because it was basically like the it was everything was on the floor yeah,
1: and I felt like it was kudzu like like yeah. taking over yeah, the, it, the, the 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 um the or- 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 original landscape kind of
0: yeah, it was yeah. just like this this is the work that can work best in here and like you the building could be the building like it didn't have to like but
1: it's it just, funny because it's almost like the art needs to fight with the architecture oh, that it's in always
0: <laughs> and then like i mean i think some of the best things are the things that just sort of like acknowledge that and like work with it yeah. and then just like i mean the show the show that's in there right now actually like it, it because it has so much about architecture and mm-hmm. stuff with the yeah. you know that that stuff is is perfect in that space because yeah. it's just like acknowledging the strangeness of this space. Yeah. And yeah, just how to deal with it. I love like when Joey had a show and he just like shoved that like Christmas tree behind that column.
1: It, yeah, it was really perfect. Because it's like that's yes. like another thing that's just yes. like
0: exactly just like cram, yes. cramming a tree back in this corner. It was <laughs> yeah. like weird space that I has been created. Yeah,
1: I think those columns were, Zaha didn't want those columns there. Right. Um, somebody told me this story and um so somebody like something like an engineer or somebody kind of like forced her to put those columns there. And I yeah. think that's why they're placed so awkwardly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well and and that's that's one of the things I didn't realize for a long time is like you have you know there's the the architect who comes up with this big grand design yeah. and then there's like other people who have to actually like translate that to reality yeah you know so it's like you have the big name person who who does get, gets all the glory generally <laughs> you know and then you have <laughs> The, the folks who have to basically come in and go, well, like somebody, this has to uh, actually stand up and yes. like not fall down. And I have to figure out how to I, like make this believable.
1: Yeah, I think I remember I might be making this up or somebody uh, or but I, th- I think I remember hearing a story that, um, I don't remember who the construction company was for for the contemporary I think it might have been Turner. Mm-hmm. But when they got the plans for it, they were like, What the hell? I'm sure. <laughs> and that they had, there had to be some some more of a conversation about <laughs> right. you know, yeah.
0: Like, okay, yeah. How are we gonna do this? <laughs>
1: for sure, yeah.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Well well, let's go uh take a look at some art really fast. Okay. And uh we're gonna go check out uh Ragnar Kjartansson's The Visitors and Mm -hmm. then because it's normally we record in the uh, exhibitions but because it's loud and like (laughs) we would be rather disruptive ourselves if we tried (laughs) to go in there and just have a conversation in front of it I feel like it would be a little rude so we're gonna go look at it and then come back. The Visitors is a nine screen video installation where each screen shows a different musician. These musicians are isolated in separate rooms of a mansion, but they are playing a song together simultaneously as they listen to the other performers over headphones. Let's talk about uh, Ragnar. Yes. whose name I'm not sure I'm saying right, but Kjartansson. I don't know he, yes, I think that's right.
1: I think that's right too. If yeah. he
0: said it, there would be that adorable like Icelandic like purr on the I R's. Know. You know, like when they say like Kjartans, Kjartansson yeah. or something. Yeah. have a great, like, Ugh, I love that little, brr, yeah. like, it's, it's just a nice little trill.
1: I, I have an Icelandic friend, and she lives with me for like a month, and she's trying to get me to trill my Rs, which I cannot do. And she would send Snapchats of me attempting <laughs> it to her Icelandic <laughs> friends, cracking up. Oh, that's so <laughs> mean.
0: <laughs> you said this is, you've seen it.
1: This is my third time. Third
0: time. So yeah. where else did you see it?
1: So the first time I saw it was um, in L.A., um, March of 2016, and um, I saw it at the Broad. I okay. think shortly, I, I think that was like the Broad's first show. I think it had just opened, and it was kind of um, a weird experience because you had to wait in line to even get inside the Broad, and I'd never had that experience right, viewing with the art museum. before. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah usually, it, it, <laughs> like, come like, please, it come was like it was like waiting in line <laughs> to see Justin Timberlake or something. So it was <laughs> kind of like a really confusing right. situation to yeah. be waiting in line to go see art. Um, and also another kind of weird experience I've never had was with that piece. Um, so, you know, you, you go in, um, when you are usually in a museum, people are, people are pretty scattered about, you know, and there's, um, you know, people are just, you know milling around and and um I turned the corner to go into um to see the 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 visitors I I didn't know I was walking into Yeah and it's it's in a separate room and you go in and there's people there's a lot of people camping out Yeah but L- literally camping out like sitting on the floor there's people like laying on their tummies <laughs> like on the museum floor to see this piece and it was t- and completely captivating. I yeah. had that same experience yeah. where you go in and you didn't really want to leave yeah. you know what I mean but it's it's not like you're really anticipating it's not like you're there because something big is gonna happen you know yeah. what I mean like like you are there to experience what is happening. Um, and not even, you know, not even really expecting kind of like a big, you know, it's, 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 it's a, it's a subtle meditative piece.
0: Meditative is a very good word for it because yes. I, I feel like in, in what it's so interesting is it, it like, it kind of forces that meditation on you, whether you want it or not. I feel like yeah. I've watched a lot of people just again, walk in like you did, not knowing what they were about to walk into and to watch it kind of like transform them like mm-hmm. very quickly yeah you know I watch people walk in and there's this sort of like wait what what is this and then yeah it only takes a few seconds and they kind of get it and they're like oh and they're like whole kind of posture changes and they kind of relax into it and then they and then they start this sort of like dreamy daywalker thing like where for they're sure. just kind of like yeah. walking around and it's like it's just the moment I mean for me I think my experience of it was also like I had heard this thing is amazing. Like I had heard all this hype about it. Mm-hmm. And and usually that's very bad. I feel like because usually <laughs> you go into it and it's like, it can never live up to your expectations. Yeah. But I remember sort of seeing like videos of it and kind of being like, I, I, I get that this might be cool. I just can't figure out why. And it wasn't until I went into the room with it that I got it. I was like, oh, yeah. I see yeah. why this is really amazing. And it's part of it is that's hard to convey is that it is so much about I mean, not only the experience of being in the room with the scale of the videos, which mm-hmm. is hard to replicate, you know, when you're watching a video on your computer, um, you know, cause you're looking at these people probably pretty much life size in some cases, bigger than life, you know? So there's like that real like human connection immediately yeah. with the, with the people in the videos, um, and the music, but that sense of like the really specific sound of the videos coming from like all these mm-hmm. different sources. And it's yeah. like, you know, we're used to maybe a surround sound system in a movie theater, but it's a very different type of experience. Yeah. This like it, it makes it feel like live performance.
1: Oh, for sure. You you are meant to be there. I think um I think the piece is one of the most accessible works of art I've seen in a long time. Totally. Yeah. And I and I was thinking about it like why you know, why does it hold people's attention for so long? Like if you're camped out, because usually when you go see video art, you might, you know, I think people spend probably an average of like a minute. But people were like spending, like they were watching like the whole thing. Yeah, The whole thing's like an hour. And like, why is this piece so accessible? And I I was just thinking, I don't know if it references um, the format of music video. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and a a format that people are um, super, super, Familiar with mm-hmm. and a, a format that people are super comfortable with, and it's an endurance um, form. You know, it I used to go over to my grandparents because I had um, MTV, and I'd go there on Saturdays, and I'd watch like six hours yeah. of of music videos. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's a captivating medium um, that's super accessible. Everybody knows what happens, and I and I think the idea too about. Um, um, Uh, The idea of the musician, and uh, the idea that there's always a barrier to it Mm. too. You know what I mean? That um, everybody's always trying to get to the front at a concert Mm. because people want to see the actual action Mm -hmm. of um, um, of almost like a phenomenon of watching people make sound. Mm -hmm. You know that you know and and making sound with an instrument that I think people get really fascinated by, especially people who don't play play yeah. play music you know yeah. wa- watching somebody make music i think is really fascinating and the idea that instead of um because usually when you go watch music there is you know a barrier whether you know w- you know w- whether it's just like uh like 10 feet keeping you from from the musicians and yeah. and, and they're always like in, in 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 front of you but this and this way the the way and and especially the way that the the, the i that it's set up here at the art museum is they're they're kind of like um, you are the center focus. Yeah. you know what I mean, and 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 you're able to get. I think because that these um, that the people that the musicians are they're they're bigger than life, life size. You know, mm. and and you're able to see exactly like, like like what they're doing and able to get close. So I think that that that, that makes another form, um, of intimacy that 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 people usually usually don't experience with people playing music.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, the, um, when you said that like the, like we are the center, it makes that title, the visitors become like another, like it, it it makes me constantly think about myself and like, as you're walking around this space, like, you are you and when you brought up the sort of idea of a music video um i I hadn't really thought of that as a music video it's like (laughs) sort of interesting but it it is and it's kind of interesting because though like typically when we think of a a very like mtv style music video it's like very flashy lots of cuts and of course this has like no cuts ever Mm -mm. i mean there's but there's lots of different um screens so you become the editor in this way Mm -hmm. of like you by walking around the space and moving through it, you are editing it. And when something becomes a little more interesting to you, you go move over in that space. Um, and you, it becomes really fascinating because then also by moving around, you also become more aware of the the sonic qualities of all of this stuff and how the sound is changing as you move through the space, which is another thing that that's something that just never happens in even a live performance. Typically, um, when you go see a, a band play, you know, it's, you're it's going to sound different from which side of the room you're on a little bit but for the most part everybody's instruments are being fed through amps and stuff so that everybody's getting roughly the same mix
1: yeah you're not encouraged to get up and walk around (laughs) right
0: exactly people
1: would be like um excuse me can you please take a seat Uh,
0: yes exactly so (laughs) i just want to hear how it sounds over here i want to see it from this angle yeah
1: our, yeah. our, our freedom as as listeners is 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 very limited. In yeah. that way, you know, when we do, when we do go see live music, that, that is totally turned upside down on its head here.
0: Yeah. You so I think mean? that's another thing that's just makes it so exciting because it's just like, you're saying it's like an experience you've never had before in a way that like, I I've never been able to like, even if I went to go see these people play on a mm-hmm. stage, I wouldn't be able to like walk around the stage with them, No. which is what it's uh, like. Yeah. And it's like, I've, you know, seen videos of people actually kind of doing this in an orchestra where they stand at one side of the orchestra as it's playing a piece and move to the other side to hear how it changes the oh, that's sound.
1: Amazing. That's Be- awesome.
0: Because, you know, it's like the orchestra is arranged in a certain way so that it, uh-huh. you know, the, the loudest things in the back generally. And, yeah. so, you know, but if you're on the stage, uh, In the orchestra, it sounds totally different. And when you're, you know, over in this side, it's like you're going to hear all the things that are closest to you. So it changes the mix of it. So it makes it a really awesome piece to watch multiple times because I always feel like it sounds a little bit different. Like. At, when we went in this time and um, <clears throat> Ragnar, the artist who's in a bathtub, uh, with, with a little guitar, um, or is it a ukulele? I can't, I
1: think it's a guitar. Okay. It is
0: a guitar. Yes. Yeah. I was like, in my mind, it got very small in my, in my head here, but, um, he's in the bathtub. And I think we were just over there at a part that i I've typically been on the opposite side of the room uh-huh. when that, when it happens. Yeah. And so it was like, oh, I've never heard it like this before. Yeah. And then you know, there was something else that I remember hearing, like, I'm like, oh, I'm usually by the cello. Like I've never, I've never caught this part because I'm always listening to this at this point. And, and it really changes it. And so it just, it has this, it, it brings this life um, to something that could feel that isn't alive, of course. At this moment, it's yeah. recorded, but it's yeah. like it's it's done such a good job of capturing the life of the moment mm-hmm. in in translating it to us. It's it's just so amazing to watch. I think that's part of why there is a, a, such a amazing you know just effect of it on us, like in a really physical way. Yeah, I think that's probably when you're talking about it being so accessible. I think that's a big part of it because you can like. Feel it in a way very directly that, you know, I think a lot of art tends to require maybe like some cerebral detachment and And like, you know, to sort of like divorce yourself and see it from like this other angles and stuff. And this doesn't really.
1: Yeah. Cause this, this, this piece allows you, um, you know, this piece tells you exactly what it is. You know what I mean? And there it's, it's not hiding anything and um and it's truly accessible to anybody like I feel like this is this is a work of art for people who don't like art yeah you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> which is a lot of people
0: <laughs> it is you're saying that when you're walking back up about how like I don't think a lot of people like art I
1: don't think a lot of people do like art I
0: think most people think they like art for
1: sure but, but I
0: don't think a lot of people do
1: no I think yeah. you're right
0: about that I mean I've, I've thought about that too about like And I think I I sometimes wish more people would just kind of be open about that fact. Like, oh, I don't like art. Like nobody would say that because it's you would sound like a madman.
1: Yeah. You're not allowed to not like it.
0: Well, and and this is something that like we're a little guilty of, too, is this idea of like you're constantly telling people that art is like good for them. Right. (laughs) Like that. It's it's like eating your vegetables or something, which is like. That's no way to make people like art either. Right. Like, I mean, I, I would actively tell people art is bad for them over that Mm -hmm. because it's, it's certainly more seductive.
1: You know, I think it's, it's, um, it's always a good experience because me, me and you are both, um, we're both, um, uh, educated. And in in, 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 in in terms of what art is and how to read it. And I think it's always an interesting experience when you um, go to art museum with your family. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's such an interesting experience and in what your um, because it's right because usually, you know, you you go to your you go to art museums with your friends who also like art, who right. probably have, you know, several art history courses behind them. And I think right. it's always I always found it super interesting going to the art museum with my grandparents. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just them being like, What?
0: Well, and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I, I do that, but I also don't have to do that because I also work with the public. And so I get to, that's basically like dealing with your family all the time. For sure.
1: Totally. Yeah. And so
0: it's really fascinating to me to you know, and to be sort of taken aback sometimes by going like, Oh, what do you think about this painting? Like, don't like it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Why <laughs> not? Too dark. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the colors. Too yeah. dark. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I mean, really, it's like really crazy. And, and especially like,
1: but maybe they're Right.
0: I mean, from, from their perspective. Yeah. That's to them. That looks too dark. And I mean, people, I I feel like people, most, the average person has this totally different way of reading art than I do. Certainly that, um, their sense of what color should be is like turned up to like a crazy degree and anything that is not like super saturated, super like over the top feels like so muted and so like I've heard like people tell me that like oh this painting's like so drab and I'm just like this doesn't look drab to me (laughs) but I guess I just like know what to expect from 17th century paintings or something like you know and and it's like this weird thing where people are at this point have I mean it's one of the weird things that like the popularity of things like impressionism and post-impressionism has really like had an effect on the public is that they do sort of expect that kind of heightened color from like everything. And it's a little hard to like bring them back. And, and then it's also, it's hard to be like, no, this was like radical. Like at this time, like this is crazy that somebody made this, that like look like this, because to them it's like anything earlier than impressionism all looks institutional. Right. Yeah.
1: It's, yeah, I guess bringing back, bringing this back to the um to the Ragnar piece, do you think that in a way, um, a lot more people understand music and
0: oh, totally, yeah. When you were talking about the accessibility, I thought that yeah. same thing, which is that, and actually, it's one of the reasons like I use music a lot when we talk about art. People have a language to talk about music, right? And, for sure, yeah, and, and that's a big part of it. They they they're used to talking mm-hmm. about music, so yeah,
1: and um, well, yeah, and 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 um, um, and the accessibility that that people have have to 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 music in their cars and their houses, you know what I mean. Where right. it's a lot easier to wear, um, you know, to see art, it's like a trip to the art museum.
0: Yeah, I mean, to to see it certainly in person. Yeah, and for then, sure. Yeah, even I, I, you know, I. It's like I might look at art on my computer or yeah. like online, but I don't think most people do that, right? No, like the average person I probably de-
1: I, I definitely do that too, but it's definitely not my preferred way well, of. No. no. You know, but um, you know, sometimes I'd rather listen to the track than seeing the person live. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in, 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 in um in terms of music, you know, where where the actual art is 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 totally accessible.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's like, that's also, I mean, that this is a different conversation probably, but because we have grown up in a time period where the vast majority of the music we have experienced has been recorded music, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I, I remember, um, I think I was reading these like liner notes to like some like early electronic music collection I had. And it's like this like intro by uh, Brian Eno. And he's like, He's like, to, to talk about what is and isn't electronic music is a really strange conversation because probably anyone alive reading this right now, that's most of the vast majority of what you've experienced is electronic music. Yes. Like, yeah, we didn't grow up in a time where music was like, you go down and hear the band or your mother has sheet music and plays this in, in, on the piano and you sing along. Like, yeah. for many people for many years, that was music. And it's like, the invention of recording has changed that so much that that is the way that is the real thing now to us is yeah. the recording yeah that's the real thing yeah and when you go see your band perform you're just w- waiting for them to play the thing that you already like
1: <laughs> yeah the- and then and and then we have like a standard that the band should should play it to the electronic standard you know what I mean and right if, you know.
0: And if they don't do it, it's like, oh, well, it's better on the, yeah. (laughs) For sure. So, way off track.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A lot of editing. I know.
0: (laughs) 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 Or not. (laughs) Let's just see. (laughs) So, you've seen it. um, This is your third time seeing the piece. Did. How I know this installation is a little different uh-huh, than, it is. than a lot of the other installations of it And how did that did you think it affected the, mm. the overall piece?
1: Okay, I'm trying to think so when I saw it out the broad in LA um, There's nine channels, I so there's so, yeah. there's there's nine screens. So yeah. um, They were placed there. There were some screens that were in the middle of the room there were some that were on the perimeter yeah. So you did kind of have this like natural maze that mm-hmm. that that you could move around. And then uh, the second time I saw it was at SF MOMA in, in San Francisco, and um, I think I, it was set up in the same way where there was like maybe one screen in the middle. And then here at the art museum, it's all on the perimeter. So so it's kind of making like um, one one large room. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that, that that you're then looking in. And I, I think uh, you the the idea is um, we're also experiencing architecture at the mm. same time because each channel shows you a different room mm-hmm. um and kind of sh- and kind of you know shows you uh, what the room looks like you know you 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 kinda get a sense what the room is about. Right. Yeah. So um um and I think in LA and San Francisco, it kind of felt like you, um, the way the channels were set up kind of made those individual rooms too, that, that you were able to kind of walk and, 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 and explore. So that's kind of different, but, um, um, I kind of like, cause, cause the idea is, I think experiencing this piece part of the experience is watching other people watch it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it's this it's a piece that highlights humans, mm-hmm. you know, um and the ones who are actually in the video and then the ones who are watching it and I really like watching people. People are still watching it. You oh, know, yeah. they're almost in a trance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like um, and I felt weird when I was watching it with you and us talking about and whispering about things, I felt like, you know, uh, <laughs> like moving as much as I or just, you know, kind of being, um, a disruption because of the, the trance that everybody else was in. So
0: yeah, it becomes very like, um, not, I don't want to say holy, but, um,
1: no, but there, there is, um, reverend. Yeah, totally. Like it yeah. kind of creates a
0: sort of sense of reverence yeah. pretty quickly that, um, you, you, you know, that's the other thing. And I think it is that kind of repetition of it and the, the sort of meditative state that we mm-hmm. were talking about that it does like you, you it puts you in this, like, well, this is kind of serious. Like, yeah. um, and but so it's
1: so playful at the same time. Yeah. Yeah,
0: totally. You know, like there
1: is, um, one person is playing a, a guitar in a bed and
0: mm. there's
1: like somebody sleeping in it you know like, yeah. like 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 next to him and somebody's in a bathtub and there's like people hanging out on a porch and there's yeah. there's so an, there ol- is, an
0: old man asleep on
1: <laughs> Yeah for sure so it's I love there's the, the there's pyrotechnics
0: there's guy exactly, who's like always asleep like
1: there's there's a comfortableness about it that i think makes you feel like you can be comfortable Yeah. You know, even though you're you're in an art museum, which isn't the most like comfortable of spaces. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, we wish we wish it was more. But
1: (laughs) (laughs) but it it, 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 it isn't meant, you know, you're not meant to like lounge on a couch. Right. You know, like, you know, I've never seen anybody lay down on the art museum floor to look at a painting.
0: Yeah, probably not. Yeah. I mean, other than like a child. Yeah, probably.
1: I w- yeah. I, w- I would feel weird, you know, going into art museum and just plopping down on, on the floor with my legs, you know, out, you know, looking at a painting. But that piece invites you to do that. Yeah. And I've kind of seen in two different showings of it, people doing that. Yeah. Like camping out, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah. It was funny because when you mentioned the camping out earlier, I was thinking about like other pieces that, and I didn't see it in person, but I remember hearing about it and reading about it, but the, um, I'll probably try to pronounce his name right, but Olafar Eliasson, mm-hmm. um, also Icelandic, right? Yeah. Um, who the, the weather project at the Tate Modern from years ago, that was like the giant sun. It was like a half, like, ball on this, like, mirrored ceiling.
1: I don't think I know that piece.
0: Okay. Yeah. So it was this huge space, and it was like this giant glowing half ball that was like bright yellow, like glowing. And then that was like the only light source in the room. And then the ceiling was mirrored and that was on it. So it looked, it gave the illusion of this big floating sun in the middle of this room. And then I think it used like fog and other things to kind of help obscure that a little bit and kind of make the illusion feel a little more real. Wow. And, and people would just, like, lay on the floor underneath it yeah. and look up. And also partially because there's this mirror, so they're seeing themselves as well, like, and feeling, like, very far away, too. Like, it's this really trippy sensation. But I feel like it was another piece that was sort of surprisingly accessible, like, yeah. for what it was. Like, people really loved it and just were like, oh, you know, it was, was very famously, like, people just hanging out there all day, like just laying under this fake sun. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you, do you feel like that, that, that in a way, um, that, that Ragnar's piece might have that same effect of, of being transported into this house that this piece is happening. in?
0: I do think, I mean, I do think that like the architecture of the space has like another, is a whole other aspect that we haven't really talked about because it is clearly like this, mansion like it communicates that yes. pretty clearly like all the marble busts around yeah like this it's a-, a
1: bizarre house and 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 not that it's bizarre as anything's out of place or weird it's just um it's almost like it's a caricature of like what I think of like a 19th century mansion. Right. If that makes sense.
0: Well it also and it there's and maybe what makes it a little accessible too is there's something a little f- Faded about its glory, like yes. it looks just a little bit rundown. For sure, there's like
1: pe- there's peeling paint yeah. and peeling wallpaper, but the interior yeah. is so like weirdly consistent. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, of of, of like like a Victorian, you know, it's very there's lots of ruffles and
0: yeah, it was very decorated too. Yeah, like there's lots of decor and just you know guilt mirrors and things. Yeah. And and that's something else about the the piece that I think is starts to become appealing to people is the more they watch it, they start to kind of understand the like architecture of the space a little bit better. And as you watch it, that becomes a little more clear. Like there's a point where the one piano player walks out of frame Mm -hmm. and he appears at the other piano and you're like, Oh my God, they've been in the same room this whole time. (laughs) And then you start looking, you're like, wait, that mirror is in the background of this piece. (laughs) And I can actually see part of that piano in this other one. And you know, you've been thinking of them as separate, spaces for a long time um and you know you kind of start to wonder like oh well how close are these people and then as as they leave their spaces and walk through you start to understand the proximity Mm -hmm. to the the rooms and what was upstairs what was downstairs Mm -hmm. and um that becomes a little bit of another trick that i think is fun to watch and people you know you're talking about people like still sticking around and, and watching this thing that you know they might not otherwise certainly would not spend that much time in front of a painting um, and one of the things I found interesting is the first time I watched it to completion, like watch it end is it ends and somebody comes around and turns off all the cameras. And I mean, that sounds like a really boring thing, but yeah. a lot of people stuck around for it because it became a little game as well, because it started to be like this empty house. And then all of a sudden you saw a little bit of movement somewhere and you go, wait, what was that? And then people start kind of like, I think it was over here. And then people kind of start moving around. You start watching where other people are looking. And then you would see this guy come through and he's like humming or whistling the tune still. And so he would come in and just switch off the camera. And then you're like, okay, well, where else is he going to go? And, you know, first you have like all of these options and then like they keep getting smaller and smaller. So it becomes like actually kind of more fast paced in a way that you're like, have less things to look at that you have to like, Oh, which one is he going to appear at? Mm -hmm. Um, so even that became like really fun for people to watch, which again, shouldn't, it doesn't sound like it should be as fun (laughs) as it is. (laughs) Has no right to be that fun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it becomes, it's, you know, even though the piece isn't obviously an interactive piece, it's very kind of in, and, and, and interactive but like
0: man that's the kind of interactive pieces it's really funny because somebody um, I was reading this like blog entry somebody like wrote to like well, they wrote it probably a few days ago but I just saw it um, about like their time at the museum and they were talking about that piece and they referred to it as an interactive exhibit and I was like well it's not really <laughs> but now that you're saying that I was being you know like a yeah. semantic jerk over here yeah. like mm, well actually <laughs> uh. but I think you're right like it is like in the way that you're participating just by moving through the space, mm-hmm. it's like a much, in a way it's way more meaningful yeah. of a interactive than when somebody's like, here, you can turn this dial or I don't know. There's like so much bad interactive art that is just like, somebody's like, you can do this thing. And I'm like, I don't want to do that thing.
1: Do you think that this piece, um, that it is an interactive, but there's something about it that doesn't cross your personal boundaries or ask you to cross them in any way.
0: That's true. Maybe I have, I do have, like, I don't like when I'm at a concert and people want me to clap either. So maybe <laughs> I have an issue with being like, <laughs> I, I I have a lot of things about like <laughs> protocol and like what isn't isn't appropriate of like yeah. of an audience member versus the the person putting on the show or something. So yeah, it probably is more about me. You're right.
1: Yeah. Do you, Do you think that this piece offers its viewer its viewers its listeners like a good amount of freedom?
0: Yeah, I think that. Yeah, it is. I think that's part of it is just like the 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 interaction of it is just it's built into the work and it isn't forced and it doesn't feel like you know by the fact that you walk into a big room and you know you simply can't see everything from that one space it encourages you to move around so that's nice and and also just the sound that you'll be on one side of the room and suddenly you'll hear like a voice coming from the other side of the room and you go oh what's that and then you it makes you want to get up and move around it so yeah, it, it just, it's built into the work in a way that is elegant and doesn't feel forced. Well, is there anything else you wanted to uh, mention about the Ragnar or anything mm. else you want to talk about or anything else you, you want to plug? I never ask people if they have like stuff they want to oh, promote. Oh, stuff
1: they have to plug. I have a, I'm working on a sound piece for Reverb Gallery for July. Oh, cool. I think the opening is July 12th. Nice. Yeah. So working on that, it's the sound piece. That's your thing now. I know. It's so weird. <laughs> it is truly weird to like change mediums. Yeah. But that, I guess I just have to say like that Ragnar. I think it's a great piece. It was definitely my favorite piece that I probably have seen in the last two years, probably.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it is definitely like, um, I don't know if you saw the William Kentridge installation yeah, when it was here. I did. Um, and that was like, whoa, this is so cool. Yeah. And then like I went up and saw that like Ragnar piece. I was like, Kentridge, you're chopped liver to me now. <laughs> <laughs> this this is like blows that out of the water. <laughs> it's sad that I have to immediately pit video art against each, against other, each other. But I did totally. I was immediately <laughs> like, I thought now, that was cool. Well, I want
1: you to rank every work of art in oh this museum. Oh my gosh.
0: I actually was- Could you do that? I had an idea for a podcast recently, which I I didn't do. I mean, maybe I could still do it, but it was basically like how to have like, a battle royale with like art like (laughs) like pitting like a hundred artworks like a hundred artworks against each other (laughs) and like how would that work out so i didn't like and it would just But i thought it would again for uh, the sake of being a podcast it would have to just be like purely subjective and just like my opinion of like or Um, whoever could you do
1: it I, i want you to do it in um um brackets Did you do like brackets, like list all the pieces and then like
0: think, yeah. That would be the smart way to do it, definitely. I was trying to do it like the video game Fortnite and I was like organizing the museum like a map and then like if if you started with the pieces where they were and I had like taken the first floor and second floor and like laid them so they like became one floor and then like I was going to try to follow the Fortnite rules of like shrinking circles and that like... And then, like, but I, it was also a little more complicated because I had to figure out, like, how artwork could move. Like, yeah. like how what's the rules for this? So I don't know yeah. if that would work out. Brackets would make a lot more sense. Yeah. The seating is going to be really important, though. Yes, like, that's, I know.
1: How do you do that?
0: Yeah, that's going to be really complicated because ultimately <laughs> it's, like, you kind of want to compare like things first mm-hmm. so that it feels a little more fair because it feels weird to just start with, like, you know, comparing a Duveneck to, you know the zaha hadid piece on the
1: third yes, floor right yeah, like it's like yeah. i don't
0: even know like where, yeah. where do you even start with that but of course that's also the fun part of it is when it does get down to those kind of yeah. weird comparisons and you have to make a choice and you're like oh, i guess i this wins
1: i feel like that'd be a great prod a great project to, to make like new new freshman to art school do <laughs> like okay well it would
0: be great if you also had to like I mean the, the the value of that is in just like talking it through, right? Yeah. Because anytime you have to like make those kind of value judgments, it's like the actual value judgments to me are like irrelevant. Like it doesn't really matter what you think is the best, or like and and the idea of what is and isn't best changes so often, and like over time is like who cares? Like what we think was. I mean that stuff is really fascinating to me about like w- why something becomes celebrated and why. It some things don't and you know, like, and, and it's not usually a lot of times, like what endures is not always the same. So, um, that is like sort of like what is important is irrelevant, but I think what those conversations you have about it and that like talking it through and like, it makes you, it usually makes you realize what you think and like why you like things and like, Oh, why why do I think this is better than this? Like what's, what's my justification for it? I don't know. Well, thank you, Brittany, for thank joining for me having- today.
1: This is this is fun. It's fun, too. Yeah, this is great. Thank you.
0: Thanks. Yeah, no, I know. I had a blast. Thank you for listening to Art Palace. We hope you'll be inspired to come visit the Cincinnati Art Museum and have conversations about the art yourself. General admission to the museum is always free, and we also offer free parking. The special exhibitions on view right now are Ragnar Kjartansson, The Visitors and Scenes from Western Culture, and Terracotta Army, Legacy of the First Emperor of China. If you'd like to come check out the video installation that Brittany and I looked at today, why not join us for a gallery experience on Sunday, June 3rd at 3 p.m. that's all about Ragnar Kjartansson's The Visitors. Watch a segment of the video before having a conversation about your experience. For program reservations and more information, visit cincinnatiartmuseum.org. You can follow the museum on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and also join our Art Palace Facebook group. Our theme song is Offrande Musicale by Bacalao. And as always, please rate and review us on iTunes. And if you don't use iTunes, why not tell a friend about the show? I'm Russell Eyrig, and this has been Art Palace, produced by the Cincinnati Art Museum.